Hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to the One It Tall podcast, episode number 95. Got Brad Bald back in the building today. We're going to be talking commercial real estate, the bounce back from COVID, what keeps us motivated, and have a lot of fun along the way. So without wasting any more of your precious time, let's start the show. You know, Rupert, guys have underestimated me my entire life. And for years, I never understood why. It used to really bother me. But then one day, I was driving my little boy to school, and I saw this quote by Walt Whitman. It was painted on the wall there. It said, be curious, not judgmental. I like that. So I get back in my car, and I'm driving to work, and all of a sudden, it hits me. All them fellas that used to belittle me, not a single one of them were curious. You know, they thought they had everything all figured out, so they judged everything, and they judged everyone. And I realized that they're underestimating me. Who I was had nothing to do with it. building welcome back my friend i feel like we left a lot on the table last time and i i wanted you back immediately when we got done recording oh i could have done another 30 to 45 minutes i was fired yeah up. i'm glad to be back thanks for yeah. having me yeah welcome guy. back i so i actually had a thought after you left and i'm like i want to talk about this next time you come on okay because with the state of everything especially in real estate right and you being in the commercial field i wanted you to talk about that and kind of give an insight of what you're seeing and talk about what you do on that kind of little businessy side to this thing. I'm okay with you know, a little business. We had the fun last time and yes. we talked about the networking right. and the accountability partners. But now, after our last meeting, I was like, I want you to really, really dive into the commercial side of things and what you're doing and what you're seeing in the commercial real estate field right now. Perfect. As, as I'm a commercial real estate lawyer. So commercial real estate lawyers help facilitate commercial transactions, right? Whether that's a retail building, a warehouse in the industrial space, a multi-use building, that could be a multifamily building. We help facilitate closings for buyers and sellers. So the buyers could be developers or the sellers could be selling off the property and 1031 one to another property. So we help represent them on the legal side all the way to closing, right? It starts out by negotiating an LOI, which is the letter of intent. It's essentially like a deal memo that goes over the basic terms. And then a purchase and sale agreement is executed where we help draft for the buyer or seller. And then that's all the way to closing where we help close and ensure title. Now I've been doing that for about six and a half years and commercial real estate has always been something, you know, I, I, I grew really into as a kid. So as a kid, I played travel AAU basketball for a majority, you know, of my uh, waking hours. Talk about which it. I, oh my gosh! And for the tournaments that we got to play around the country, we, we sometimes we would play in these very, very fascinated megaplex 
gymnasiums, right? Mm-hmm. These gymnasiums would have full-length basketball courts, swimming pools. They'd have delis. They'd have uh, workout facilities. You name it. Mm-hmm. I was always amazed at how these buildings were put together, specifically for these basketball tournaments. Now, at the time, in my, in my young age and then in my teenage age, I didn't really have the real estate brain, so I wasn't thinking about profitability and you know, the, the design behind it, the architecture, and thinking of what I would do to help close such a building. But now as I've gotten older and I've been practicing commercial real estate for so long, I'm always fascinated and love helping close these multi-use buildings. I mean, they are happening day in and day out here in Nashville and all over the country. Now, Jake, I don't know if you've seen, done research of Nike's headquarters in New York. Not a lot, but I, I know when we were talking before, this was like one of the things that you brought up and I'm like, talk about it, Brad. So New York, they ha- I believe it's in Manhattan, but Nike has this unique flex office gymnasium hangout spot. That's absolutely incredible. I- I've been wanting to tour it for years, but essentially they have a really good looking basketball court. They have flex office spaces for the Nike employees, right? Mm-hmm. That gives them the ability to work on whatever their whatever section of Nike they are in. It also has a gym. It's got a rooftop terrace. It's got a library. It's also got a cafe. And I, I, imagine working there and saying, hey, you know, I'm going to wake up. I'm going to work two hours in my office space, go down, play a pickup basketball game, get a workout in, take a shower, go hang out in the library, read a book and then grab a drink on the rooftop terrace. I mean, how amazing would that be? And some brand new Nikes, too. And some brand new Nikes. Can't can't do that, because I know I spent a lot of that over the years. Um, The energy that you're talking about that, is that on your bucket list to go visit? Yes, 100%. I love New York. I mean, New York is a certain type of energy. I mean, we'll have to make a trip down there, but, you know, seeing those complexes, I mean, you know, even I was researching it a a couple days ago, and it gave me flashbacks of the gyms that we played in. Now, not every gym that we played in as a kid was nice. It was could have been an old high school gym. Sure. But some of these megaplex buildings were so fascinating. And that's the kind of environment you would ultimately like to work in, right? Yes. I imagine that oh, inspires creativity, yes. unity, all that kind of stuff. Plus, you love where you're at. So now, the one question that I, like the main thing that I kept, I'm like, I, I want to ask him about this because as you know, the last couple of years, there's been some kind of global thing that's been happening. A little little right. pandemic that's happening, and yes. I know commercial has taken a huge hit. Like with everybody working remote, and with everybody, like you see office buildings all the time closing down. But knowing being in the field, how real estate's peaks and valleys, right? You have right. the dip. What are you seeing right now that's showing that the commercial side's kind of rebounding from that little global epidemic right. that we had? Yeah, because. Th- you were hearing it from a lot of people and seeing it on the news. Companies closing, everybody's going remote, which is great. Right. But I always thought about what are these commercial businesses doing? I, you know, commercial real estate had a very uh, surprising and miraculous comeback, a quick comeback post-COVID, mm-hmm. which was amazing for really folks was. in real estate. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you know, sometimes it can't be maintained for that long. However certain sections of commercial real estate in uh, today's U.S. economy are doing quite well still. And that specific area is industrial. Mm -hmm. Now, 
Don't get me wrong, the brick and mortars post-COVID are starting to thrive again, right? People want to get out and about. People want to travel. They want to go do their shopping. However, e-commerce and online shopping still dominates. Now, Amazon has certainly set the bar for speediness and ease of delivery, right? For getting a package to your door in less than 24 hours or one to two days, Mm -hmm. where e-commerce brands are having to kind of step up their game to meet consumer demand. Now, because Amazon has multiple facilities across the country, it's inspiring and pushing other e-commerce companies to have multiple facilities next to greater populations around the country as opposed to one single warehouse location. Because when you have one single warehouse location, you're asking for a lot of logistic issues. You're having multiple stops, which ultimately adds a lot of dollar value or a lot of dollars to that company's bank account. So many of these e-commerce brands are building and leasing multiple facilities across the country to make the ease of delivery that much better to meet with the big dogs like Amazon. Right. And yeah, Amazon's the one everybody looks up to. Right. They're like the apex of it. Right. Like looking up to everything. What When you think, what gets you going when you're like, all right, today's the day I'm going to go attack this. What gets you going about commercial real estate that you see happening, let's just say by the end of 2023, that kind of get, gets that, those shoes, those shoes, those feet on your, or the shoes on your feet and gets you rolling. What inspires you to be like, all right, I see promise here and I see it growing. Do you have anything that you're seeing that by the end of 2023, everything's going to be looking all good? Where, well, it's interesting because, you know, nowadays of social media, mm-hmm. right? Whether that's Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, you see a lot of negative publicity about oh, the everywhere. economy, right? It just, it's negative thrown in your face left and right. But this is a time where companies, lawyers, law firms, commercial brokers, and, and in the lending world, they can cert- they can thrive, right? This is where you can kind of come out on top because, you know, hindsight says, all right, well, let me just take a step back and just kind of relax now that it's slow. But now's a chance for an investment opportunity to lock something in that, you know, you're not going to have that much competition over. So, you know, I encourage businesses to keep, you know, pushing down the door and keep continuing to ramp up hiring and and building multiple locations, you know, across the country, um, because you know, it's going to get better. It's going to. It's It's just a matter of, Time being patient, but not letting this time go by by sitting and waiting on the sidelines. I always kind of chalk it up to 2008, right? If if we can bounce back from 2008 and everything gets rolling again, I know that was mainly residential, but the real estate market at that time, everybody's always like, "Oh, it's going to crash again, like 2008." I don't necessarily agree, right? Because I'm I'm hoping we learned our lesson from a from the bigger powers that be, like. Let's not let that happen again. Oh, 100%. And you're hearing that a lot right now just because, like you said, the economy talk, everybody's worried about everything. I don't think that's the case. I think it's a good opportunity to strike Right. why it's low. Buy, get me why my price is low. Right. Like, get, get that going. So the optimism is definitely there, and I'm seeing the rebound in the commercial field. Well, let me talk. Let me bring up this from what we talked about last time. Talk to him, This ju- This just adds more motivation to get in the networking game. 
right? You know, in the residential field, right? That's your bread and butter. Everybody networks left and right. Everybody's putting out content. But now I think it, it inspires commercial professionals to get more creative with their content, to go to more networking events or create networking events of their own, these social gatherings to get people to understand that, hey, you know, we're not backing down. We're going to keep the momentum high and keep pushing through this quote unquote storm that, uh, you know, the world says we're in right now. So I think, you know, people need to put on their networking hats and, and, and get things moving. Right. And, you know, I don't think that's just true in the commercial real estate space. I think that's true in the residential space right now. Right. It is. And I'm always saying it's never as good as it seems and it's never as bad as it seems. Right. Somewhere right in the middle at all times. And if it, when it's down, all right, hustle in a different way. When it's up, get after it. Yes. And that's not even just real estate. That's right. just business in general. Right. If you're not willing to adapt and kind of look at yourself a little bit, be like, what could I do to rebound from this? If you just stick to the old systems and never willing to learn, the leash is a lot shorter for you. Right. It's very, very true. Yeah. So with the, with the commercial and the, even the residential stuff, I think everything's going to be just fine. Oh. Especially in Nashville. Right. Like we are so blessed to be in this market here and in middle Tennessee. It, it's different here. I know around the country there's a lot of, but it's never, as, it's not as bad as it was. No. And I mean, look, there's still an enormous amount of cranes They're, in downtown Nashville. God, the whole city's under construction. Right. We're still, Nashville's still going to build. Nashville's still going to thrive. Yeah, I mean, that's the, it, I mean, we are very very blessed to be living and being part of such a up and coming. It doesn't really feel that way anymore cuz I feel like Na- Nashville feels big, but right? the cranes say otherwise. Yeah, I, like just the growth on all the the suburbs outside of the city, right? all the communities, it's constantly growing and I'm seeing commercial businesses pop up again. You're seeing more businesses starting up again. You're seeing the residential because one, and correct me if I'm wrong, the government wants you to reinvest. They want that. Like, so when it's down, sure. how do you kickstart? Make it more appealing. Right. Get in. It might, and then then you just hustle. Right. And then you kind of do it and like ups, ups and downs, smiles and frowns. Oh. You know what I mean? Like, you got to keep, I mean, you got to keep going. I mean, that's why I'm you know, grateful for you and, you know, your show because it gives a voice, right? It gives our ability to uh, network through the, yeah. through, the, through the camera yeah. and through the mic. Right. And, you know, you and I could sit all day, you know, behind this microphone and, and talk about real estate, which is fun. You right? and I could talk about literally yeah. anything. Create our own little mini series. So what would you tell somebody that's kind of got a negative attitude towards the commercial real estate field? What would you tell somebody that's like, nah, it's uh, it's not good. COVID ruined it. All this kind of stuff. What would you what would be some encouraging words you would give that individual yeah, it's a great question because, you know, I'd first say that that's contributing to the to the problem, right? Especially when I see folks in real estate talking about that on social media where they're harping in the bad news or harping in negativity. Because, you know, if I'm a commercial business that wants to lease space in Nashville right. or I, I want to buy a property or a commercial building, you know, because I know it's going to be a great long-term investment and I see some of my colleagues or professionals posting all this negativity, I might sit back on the sidelines, yeah. but I'd push you elsewhere. I'd say continue pushing, right? Because now is the time, right? I agree. And, and, you know, don't get uh, depressed or don't get down in times like this because that's the time to get motivated. That's the time to thrive. That's the time to continue networking. Now that we're two, three years post COVID, and we can be out and about and socializing again 
that just gives you any more motivation to have meetings or go to networking events. There's a saying that I love is opportunity is often found in the midst of chaos. Yes, I like that. And and I don't think there's any other field you can be in that's more chaotic than the real estate field. Right. <laughs> I mean, honestly, every day it's like, what? What would you say to somebody? What would you say is the biggest misconception of commercial real estate? Biggest misconception about it's really like, what is it? Right. Yeah. Because, you know, we've closed the, uh, you know, you see around Nashville, uh, the, the kind of hybrid HPRs, horizontal property regimes mm-hmm. that are also being contributed to multi use buildings. Mm-hmm. Right. And essentially, what a developer does is they maybe tear down a lot. Uh, file an HPR declaration and get, you know, multiple units built on that land. That in and itself could be classified as commercial, but on the back end, it's residential because you're selling off each individual unit. Now, a lot with the multi-use, you may have a building that has two condos. Ground floor could be leased for office space. And that kind of gets in the hybrid residential and commercial so I would try to say to, to that person, think bigger, right. right? Think bigger in the terms of commercial real estate because you know it's like closing a multifamily, right? A multifamily is a big apartment complex you see down in Nashville. That's classified as commercial, but each individual unit, each condo unit, right? That's residential. That's where you mm-hmm. hire somebody like you right. to help sell those off or if you represent a buyer to help buy them. So I think there's a lot of confusion between what's commercial and what's residential, but you need to kind of take that out of your mind and right. have a more open-ended, organic approach to it. And don't be so afraid of it. Right. Take exactly. time to learn about it, look right. at it. Now, if anybody had any questions, right? Because my man here knows what is up. How could somebody get in contact with you if they had any kind of questions regarding the commercial real estate market or anything like that? Do you have anywhere that they can reach you at? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Instagram's always a great connecting piece, you know, Brad underscore bald, and as well as LinkedIn, you can find me at Brad bald. Um, You know, I'm trying to get more consistent with putting out content on LinkedIn because that's a great source to get organic content out there. Um, So I would highly recommend that if you have any questions, you know. You know, the, the information will be down in, in the big guy's bio. Um, so, yeah, I encourage you guys to reach out with any questions or if you just want to grab coffee, network, and, and hang out. Yeah. Maybe yeah. we'll feature you on the show. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you we, yeah, we yeah. as if yeah, I'm, yeah. as I said, this is my podcast too. Uh, he will feature you on the podcast. It's, it's, you're my co host, man. That's <laughs> what we're doing here. Like, I, dude, the information you have just given has been like, we haven't really talked about this before he came on. I wanted him on here to talk about what his passion is and his strengths and what he's going for. And I know being on the residential side, there's a lot of confusion what's going on with interest rates and just everything. The economy right. is scaring the living out of people. Right. It's really, and then then you throw commercial in there. But it's like it's like we like I've said multiple times, there's lows, but those lows are always followed by highs. Right. The real estate. Market as always, just peaks and valleys, my friend. A hundred percent, bro. I am so grateful for you to come on and talk about this, man. And like I said, Brad Bald, go find him. He's on Instagram, LinkedIn. You got any commercial real estate? Get it? Why the price is low? If you got any questions and you just want to get any comfort, hit my man up or hit me up here. One at all podcast at gmail.com. One at all on Instagram, one at all dot I can get you connected with this handsome <laughs> six foot eight commercial god. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Now that is an 
I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna take that. I mean, I'm why, gonna replay that yeah. clip all day, every why day. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? You're because yeah, I appreciate you. I appreciate you coming on. And until we yeah. see each other again, guys, I appreciate everybody for tuning until in. My squad, Love we you guys. Make it out. See you. Peace. One way or the other. Yeah. Some hoop dreams, but no jumping like I'm at them. My pen is too clean, so I had to stick with rapping. My life is hella deep, dog. You couldn't even fathom. My goals are like Twitter, you can see I'm staying at them. I'm trying to be the goat. Every day I'm chasing ghosts like I'm Danny Phantom. And I can sell a nigga, but I'd rather sell a hit. It's my niche. And business sent the beat, so I had to hit the switch. And I am all in. I ain't on the fence. All these rappers peep my game. I ain't talking switch. Man, I'm trying to get rich. I'm trying to make my wrist match the plaques. I started from the bottom. I ain't going back. Told all the dogs we gon' make it out. I would never fall. You can't take me out. I'm popping like a zig. I'm breaking out. And I am hella lit. You want a couch? They said I wasn't good enough. But that's in one near and not the other. And they don't want to see me shine like they close the shutters. But when I said I'm top five, I didn't stutter. I put the six on my back like my name is Color. And I got the game in my hand. You would think I'm wearing cutters. They were sleeping on me like they tucked in some covers. But now I got everybody woke like they BLM. Now it's over like I'm pressing Sim. It was looking dim. I slim like M. It was sink or swim. They hated me, but love them. Yeah, they put me in the rough, but I was